0: Welcome to Monday through Friday cellular agriculture for a pandemic-free future. My name is George Ortega. This is episode number fifty-seven. I'm recording it on Wednesday, September twenty-third at three eighteen p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm going to again try to um, try to. Um, spin it positively you know rather than like you know just like reminding you um, that you know if we don't end factory farming we're in for a lot of trouble um i want to take the other approach just like that if we end factory farming by doing that by taking on that initiative we'll have created a much better world that extends far beyond being um, free of future pandemics. All right, I got to start with a, a caveat. So, like, you know, this optimism assumes that that Biden is going to win. If Trump wins, if if enough of you, um, you know, don't don't care enough about. It, I understand the abortion issue is important to you, but hey, you know, the the Republicans have six out of nine Supreme Court seats now, or they will as soon as this, you know, next person gets confirmed. So no excuses. You know, you don't need a um, a Republican president to end abortion if that's what the Republican Party really wants. Okay. But uh, so like, yeah, so like this, you know again if 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 you if you if you vote trump into power again then we deserve what's coming and so we'll descend into like this kind of like a slow hell and and we'll pay the price you know i mean um all right so but again assuming that we are wise enough virtuous enough and again i don't agree with abortion i think that you know you know Ending abortion, I think, will probably make the world much, much better, at least in the United States. But but we're dealing with this pandemic now. And so again, like the, the abortion is a Supreme Court thing, you know. Um, so, so basically, um, all right, I want you to imagine the kind of cooperation, bipartisan, you know, Republicans have to buy into this, um, that All right, no, no, back up. Basically, before this cooperation happens, imagine, I don't know, April, May, June of next year, and imagine we're still wearing masks because it's very likely it's, you know, doesn't seem like, um, you know, like, for example, Israel just went into a second lockdown. Some of the European countries are experiencing these... uh, upsurges in cases again. And, you know, I think Spain just uh, locked down Madrid again after having opened it up. So, so yeah, imagine this going through the holidays, you know, um, people not being able to get together as, as, as they tend to for the second year. Um, and imagine how people will be feeling in the spring of 2021 so that's that sets the backdrop to this optimism and and it's, not, it's just not the population imagine how businesses are going to feel because like they're you know the, the market t- could tank but before then you know i mean they say that the fundamentals are some people say the fundamentals are are sound but that's hard to kind of um believe considering that you know major industries like 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 um, uh, tourism and, and, and restaurants are still, you know, like in crisis. I mean, like I just, um, there's a Sam Ash here in White Plains, uh, huge store, you know, doing great apparently for like over 10 years. Now they're, they're like two thirds as, as large now. There's a for rent sign, sign on on one of them. So, so, so basically imagine that um, business has had enough, also, it's not just we who are locked down, people who are, you know, losing loved ones, you know, are just like, you know, going insane with this um, with this distancing, you know, getting depressed, getting anxious, just, you know. So now, by, by spring of two, uh, 2021, then imagine people and, and let's say we're beginning to to, um, to come out of it. Or, or, you know, even if we don't come out of it, like extend your imagination to, to next fall or the spring of 2022, if that's where we are. And then that's much easier to imagine. Because basically what I'm saying is there's going to come a time when we will be, God willing, um, back to this new normal. You know, we won't be wearing masks anymore. And after all that we have endured, after all that businesses have endured, you know, after so much havoc, you know, our kids not being able to get educated, our parent, you know, the kids' parents not able to go to work because there's not not enough childcare. Um, oh, and just I just want to back up: if Trump gets elected, expect a year or two or three more of this because he still hasn't, you know, mandated. There's still not enough masks. He hasn 't mandated that that, that that factories make them there 's still not enough testing because again he 's been ignoring this, so you want this to to ex- extend beyond a year or two or perhaps three yeah, let them so so um, all right, but again, like t- taking an optimistic um, uh, approach, whether it 's in the spring or next fall we 're going to be coming out and this, you know, this is a no brainer. I mean, like people are going to be at saying, well, what, what are you doing? You know, they're going to be telling them, you know, and maybe, you know, they're not doing it now because everybody's so immersed in this, they can't think of the future. They're too into the present. But, but eventually people are going to say to the politicians, what are you doing to protect us? And God willing, because of this program, this series, and perhaps other, you know, initiatives, people will understand that, um, that there are only two solutions. Um, One is to end the farming of animals, especially the factory farming, and that has to be all over the world. And the other is a universal vaccine for all strains of of the different kinds of viruses. You You know, we basically attack a part of the virus that doesn't mutate, that doesn't change, stays stable through generation. The problem with that is that's probably 10, 20, 30 years away. And cellular agriculture is much, much easier to do technologically. It's, a, it's an easier research challenge. So, so people, you know, again, whether it's next spring or next fall, people begin to think, well, you know, if I'm gonna like start a new business or I'm gonna open up, a, you know, my business again, um, I don't want this to happen again. I don't wanna go bankrupt. I don't wanna like just pump in, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into a business to just like have it evaporate with the next pandemic. And and people are going to be thinking, I don't want to live in fear of another pandemic. You know, because again, you know, and you know, as we're opening up the epidemiologists, the the, the research experts, the, uh, you know, infectious disease experts are going to be reminding us, hey, you know, again, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the next one strikes. And and I've shown you the, the, the table, you know, numerous times, where like there are we have experienced more epidemics in the first 10 years of this new millennium the 2000s than in the first thousand years of this you know common era you know as a matter of fact not only have we experienced more we've experienced uh six times more epidemics in 10 years than in a thousand years We've experienced about, you know, in the last hundred years, 1900s, there were about 40 epidemics. The first 10 years in the 2000s, well, there have been 42, you know, there were 42. And um, the only reason we're not meeting that number this decade is because, you know, this year we haven't had as many epidemics as we would have because we're distancing. So, um, so again, people are going to understand that this isn't a matter of kindness. This isn't a matter of, oh, we're gonna be kind to these animals. We're we're not gonna be cruel. We're gonna like understand that they're sentient beings. This is a matter of self-preservation. I mean, um, you know, we live in fear or the possibility of another pandemic that may be 10 times worse, or we do the right thing. Again, not out of kindness, not out of morality, but out of self-preservation. That is the optimistic message. So, so, so now, all right. So, imagine that. So, like, imagine that that's the consensus of the leaders, not just in this. Well, initially the people, then the leaders of this country and every country of, of the world. Because I mean, it's the same science. You know, they're looking at the same data. You know, and and, and people are going to understand the containment. You know, efforts are are not an effective um, strategy for this. Because again, you know some, some pandemics could be much, much more lethal, much, much more contagious, um, so, with all that in mind, imagine the cooperation, basically, you know the entire world this is going to be the the most ambitious global initiative, collective global initiative ever you know it 's going to unite the world against the common foe. You know, this coronavirus, or, or you know, in this case, future viruses, future pandemics. And um, that's gonna change the political dynamic. That's gonna get people thinking, well, you know, if we can do this as a world, what else can't we do as a world? You know, maybe we can finally tackle climate change as a world. Maybe we can like have less nuclear weapons. I mean, part of this initiative, it's not even a maybe, it's like, in order to get this done, we're gonna to have to like assist the poor countries in Africa, especially in some in South America and parts of Asia that aren't rich enough to transition from, from farming of animals to uh, cellular agriculture. So we're gonna to have to help them out, you know, and that's gonna be wonderful because basically that will be a way to build up their economies, to help them lift themselves out of poverty. You know, we should have done this decades ago, and, but you know, finally we're doing it now. So imagine the hopefulness, and again, like bringing this back to trump, I mean, imagine the sense of relief people will feel where we don't have this this really evil you know child um governing us, you know corrupting people because that's what he does he, He's corrupted you know almost half of the country i mean and I, you know I can't say that completely because some some of those people genuinely care about abortion and and you know. I mean, we, we abort as many lives each year as die of every other cause combined. You can't, you can't minimize that aspect of this. Even in Jewish law, you know, basically like, um, you're not only allowed, you're obligated to, to break any law that you need to break in order to save a life. So for people who consider, like me actually, and but I'm not gonna vote for Trump because I just don't believe him, and um, for people who consider this, you know, unborn children lives, then yes, this is that serious. And and maybe, yes, maybe with the Supreme Court um, overturning Roe v. Wade, that will disempower the Republican Party. Because you gotta understand in politics, you know, with, with the environment, look at how many environmental regulations Trump has has reversed. He won't even allow his agencies to 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 say to to write or say the term climate change. The guy is just evil, you know. He's just evil. Uh, so like, what happens is like, so yeah, let's you know, we get this new Supreme Court justice. They overturn Roe v. Wade. Abortion is no longer legal. And guess what? All those people whose only reason for voting Republican was the abortion issue suddenly don't have an, a, a reason to vote Republican anymore. You know they could care less about the gay rights. They could care less about the immigrants. I mean, because that's the truth. I mean, like these are like minor issues. You know, people don't really care about them. Or you know, said a different way, people care much more about their their livelihoods, their health, their lives, their businesses than they care about gays and immigrants. You know, that's the reality. So 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 again, put that together. So like you know. So I I guess, you know, and this is all coming together. So I guess this this ending of abortion is just part of this, you know, we can go really grand in this, that this is like God, you know, saying, all right, it's time for for you to reform. And here's how you're going to reform. You're going to stop, you know, killing the unborn. You're going to like end global poverty. You're going to stop abusing animals, stop torturing animals. And by that, you're going to create a much, much better world, more harmonious world for everyone. That's what... That's the world we're headed toward, and I say that with a lot of confidence because to not be headed in that direction is to be headed in the opposite direction. Again, um, if we don't end factory farming, we will experience another pandemic, and um, and who knows? And and you know, again, that that table, the the, the epidemics are getting more and more prevalent, you know, um, more and more frequent. And it's just a matter of time before, like for example, there's some viruses that are, let's say, 40 times more lethal than this coronavirus. But what happens with some of those viruses is like, they only, and you know, this is in the past, I guess they're still around, but they only are contagious with people who are sick, who are showing symptoms, coughing, sneezing, all that stuff. Now, imagine that virus mutates with a virus like the coronavirus or the coronavirus, you know, because this is quite possible that basically a lethal virus mutates with a virus that um, an extremely lethal, you know, 40 times more lethal than coronavirus mutates with, with this coronavirus that can spread without symptoms, you know, and, and, and we're not talking about millions of deaths so we're talking about tens of millions perhaps hundreds of millions you know and then talk about an economic meltdown so that is what um our future holds in store now all right now let's go back to like you know people will think oh this is like this is such a major effort you know like it's going to cost so much no no again uh, i um i'm not going to show it today because i you know i don't want to like take the time to drop um but basically i just pulled up a few articles, New York Times, Washington Post, in addition to the Forbes article that I've been f- referring to, saying that um, we've already spent six trillion dollars on, on this pandemic. And that was as, as of April, no, no, as, as of June, early June. Um, but, you know, in June and July, we had upsurges everywhere. And now, like, you know, the, the Midwest, you know, these the states where, that are very Republican, where people don't trust science, their experience of surges. So like, it's very reasonable to expect that um, the Congressional Budget Office's April assessment that we would be spending $8 trillion on this when all is said and done is uh, too conservative. You know, we may be spending 10, I saw a figure of 16 trillion. Um, That is, uh, I don't know that, but anyway, the idea is that um, all we need to do, you know, $50 billion, you know, basically um, the, the, the cellular agriculture industry has about $1.5 billion invested in it now. But if it were to get that infusion of, of $50 billion next year, next spring, you know, then yes, it is very reasonable to expect that we could have these products in supermarkets throughout the world in a couple of years, three years. And imagine, imagine again, like you, just imagine what will have happened you know, to make that happen. The kind of cooperation, the economic cooperation, the cooperation between governments, cooperation between people, the, the, the scientists just like solving these problems. And you know, all of a sudden everybody getting optimistic, if we can do this, we can tackle climate change. So the optimism that would surface and spread throughout the world would be unprecedented. You know, this is like, this is like you know, we've got this enemy that, that, that seems to be just like, you know, climate change you know, spelling our doom. All of a sudden, you know, after decades of inaction, people say, oh my God, we, we can do this because we have successfully addressed this coronavirus. And we've got the infrastructure, we've got the will, we've got the resources. So um, I think I think I'm doing a better job today, um, and I, I got to continue with this positive tone because I mean, like, I realize that you know everybody's like suffering a lot, but you know you gotta you know the, the, I I don't apologize for these last you know 50 shows where, where most of them I'm just like presenting the facts you know you know both from a religious and scientific perspective. I mean, we're doing real evil. And 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 we're placing our, our, our futures monumentally at risk. I mean, that's the reality. To not know that, to not understand what we're going through and not, not really get it. So, but again, you know, um, shifting from that warning to this message of, of hope and optimism, I think is what we need. You know, I think we need that. So I'm gonna continue to, you know, i'll try to dig up more encouraging you know maybe people are 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 saying this already um i haven't seen it yet, but but you know ideally, it would be initially articles written on this, uh, and then people coming out with books you know how how this pandemic will turn our world around and, and, and allow us to to combat climate change and just like improve our lives in so many ways. I would hope that people are are working on that because like otherwise they're working on you know. The 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 opposite, you know how this pandemic is going to bring us back to the Stone Age. <laughs> how, how, how like you know I hope you're enjoying civilization now because it's not going to last for long. Um, so, all right. So what else? Well, we've got about seven minutes, so I, I've covered it. But uh, it's all right. Now, let's let's get through a bit more of what needs to happen for this to happen. For decades, for over a century, really, since this country has, um, was created, 1776, it's basically money that has governed us. We have not been a democracy. And you know, whether we call ourselves a republic or a democratic republic or whatever, the, the fact remains that uh, especially today, much more so today than in the 50s and in the 40s, um, money rules politics you know why because uh because the supreme court you know the supreme court that hopefully will, will 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 regain their conscience and and uh you know end abortion this the supreme court you know citizens united um other decisions basically allows as much money in politics as people want to pump into politics you know rich people rich corporations so you know that means that our politicians are not doing your will they're not they're, they're basically, and this is across the board. These politicians are not very good people because like, you know, just like Trump, if if they're more concerned with their being re- reelected than with, um, w- than with, you know, fulfilling the will of the people, fighting climate change, you know, getting this money out of politics, they're not really on your side, however much they might pretend. So, so how do you get them on your side? Well, this Biden, the Democrats, let's see if the Democrats really come through, because like, for decades, I've been completely disappointed with them. You know, I thought Clinton was going to change things. I'm sorry, he didn't. I thought Obama would, he didn't. You know, let's see what, what Biden does. But, but the other part of this, the other major thing we need to do to make this happen, is to finally get money out of politics that, you know, zero, in other words, like, you're a super rich corporation, I'm sorry, you, you can't, you can't donate anything to politics. This is called federally financed elections, publicly financed elections. Basically, instead of like the rich giving to politicians in exchange for favors, in exchange for the politicians doing their will, you know, you wanna run for office, get enough signatures to um, to be on the ballot. And even the, the signatures, cause like, you know, some people would pay, you know, organizations to to get these signatures we'll have to figure that out where, where that's not even allowed, where it's got to be like you know the will of the people, so people get on the ballot and and each candidate i mean like its in, it's, it's, it's obscene the, the 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 hundreds of millions of dollars that get spent on these campaigns get wasted really, so you know each each let's say campaign is given i don't know fifty dollars hundred million dollars for the entire campaign, and they've got to you know get their message out. Maybe we'll we'll force the uh, the broadcasters, the the networks, to give them uh, to not make money on politics. So, like right now, the, the the broadcasters, when when these politicians, you know, present their ads, the broadcasters are making money. I don't think that's right, you know. So so basically, the other part of this, and 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 because so another you know, cause for great op- optimism because. To my reasoning, we have to get money out of politics in order to do this, to, to fight this coronavirus. We will you know the, again, and, and, and even even the, the, the corporations will probably on, be on our side with this after you know another year or two of this. And so without money in politics, um, the door is open to a much, much, much better world across the board. You know, I've been, like, for decades, I've been like, championing, for example, the um, the teaching of happiness and morality in schools. You know, fine, like, people, you know, kids need to learn how to read and write. But, you know, our lives are most fundamentally about happy happiness. Teach them how to be happy. Teach them how to be good people, you know. And you can do that because they have to learn how to read anyhow. So, like, teach them how to read, you know, With material that teaches them how to be happy and virtuous. Uh, Another initiative I think would make this world much, much better. Right now, 80% of Congress is men. You know, 80% of politics in the United States is men. Now, let's you know, men and different men and women are different in certain ways. Uh, Just as you know, a family where like the man, you know, whatever the man says goes. You know, that's the way they operate. Just how that's dysfunctional. That's not really the best way to, to do it. Our government really doesn't work well with being dominated with so many men. So, let you know, another thing we can do is like 50-50 gender balance, you know, across the board. You have, for example, two senators in each state. One of them must be a woman. One must be a man. You have 50 representatives, you know, House of Representatives in, in, in a certain state. You've got 25 men, 25 women across the board, you know, local, state, regional, national. All right um again so so now you could see you know from all this how this you know this pandemic yes we're suffering we're suffering a lot but it really could be a blessing in the skies especially by preparing us to effectively address climate change all right so we've got about a minute and a half to go and so i'm gonna like wind this down slowly Again, catch this every Monday through Friday. I thought I was going to change the, this series to something else, but I'm staying with it. You know, number episode number fifty-eight, um, eight, I guess, will be tomorrow. Catch this every Monday through Friday five o'clock on White Plains Community Media. And if you missed the episode, you know, check out YouTube. They're all on YouTube. Um, and if if you'd rather just listen to to this rather than like, there's really not much to see. I mean, yeah. You know, just like if you've got an iPhone, go to iTunes and download the podcast. Again, sell ag for a pandemic-free future. Or if you've got an Android or a PC and you've got Spotify, the um, all the episodes are as a podcast on Spotify, also and other platforms. Uh, there's you know there's about an, another half dozen to a dozen other platforms that the series is on. So. All right. Well, I hope I hope I have succeeded. I, I, yeah, I, I definitely did succeed more than I have been in presenting a positive, you know, spin on this, an optimistic outlook. And I'm going to continue with this because this is what we need. All right. Thanks for watching and God willing, I will see you again tomorrow.